Hi, and welcome to Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast. My name is Ruth Haley Barton, founder of the Transforming Center, and I'm here with Steve Weens, senior pastor of Genesis in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Steve is also a Transforming Community alum, which means we've spent time laughing, growing, and being transformed in Christ's presence in community with other leaders. Thanks, Ruth. And hey, we've appreciated the great response we've had to the first five seasons of the podcast, and we would love to bring more seasons and expand what we're doing with the podcast, but all those things take financial resources. So if you've enjoyed the podcast, we'd like to invite you to become a monthly patron by visiting transformingcenter.org slash patron. That's transformingcenter.org slash patron. You can choose what level of support you would like to give, and you'll get some exclusive bonus content for becoming a patron. Thanks so much for considering it. I also want to let you know that this season, we're walking through Ruth's newest book, which is called Invitation to Retreat. We're going to have one episode per chapter, and we encourage you to purchase the book and read along with us. When you buy the book from the Transforming Center, you're going to receive a signed copy from Ruth and some exclusive bonus offers. So visit thetransformingcenter.org to learn more. Hey friends, welcome to episode five. This one's called Sweet Hours of Prayer. And Ruth, every retreat I've been on with you includes fixed hour prayer every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is fixed hour prayer and how do you practice it in the transforming Mm -hmm. communities? Fixed hour prayer is a Christian discipline that goes all the way back to the Jewish tradition. Um, And it means simply just praying at fixed hours of the day. So morning, noon, and night, you could see it that way. Um, we in the Transforming Center, we pray for fixed hours of the day. So it's morning, midday, evening, and night. And um, this is actually the rhythm that shaped us from the very, very beginning. There were actually two practices that shaped us from the very beginning. One was fixed hour prayer and praying those four fixed hours. Then the other one was the four hours of solitude and silence in the afternoons on our retreats. So those are the two things that have given shape to our existence from forever. And in the transforming community, we actually use liturgical style prayers, which means that the prayers are written um, and given to us so that we don't have to work really hard to come up with our own words. Um, because fixed hour prayer means praying at fixed hours of the day, you could actually do it in any way you wanted to. You could pray, you could stop and pray spontaneously at all four fixed hours of the day. You could uh, stop and just be silent four times a day. So the fixed hours refers to praying at fixed hours of the day. The question of style and how you want to pray can, you know, be something that you choose. We choose to pray in a liturgical style, which means that the prayers are written and we don't have to work too hard. And they're prayers that are very trustworthy and rooted in our faith tradition. And so we can have a lot of confidence as we pray these prayers that we are, um, you know, praying uh, within our tradition and, and within things that are very good for us spiritually. I remember when I when we introduced people in our church to fixed hour prayer when we've been on a retreat, mm-hmm. I got this question more than once. Wait a minute, we're gonna pray for an hour four times. Mm-hmm. No, no, we're gonna pray yes. at yes at hour. this fixed hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. And, and like, these prayers are usually quite short. Yeah, they're fifteen or twenty minutes at the most. Yeah, beautiful. Ruth, in the tradition in which I grew up. Anyone who wrote out their prayer Mm -hmm. and then prayed it in front of people or read someone else's prayer Mm -hmm. was seen as shallow. Yeah, in my tradition as well. Um, Why why is that? 
Oh, I don't know, Steve. I think it's just the way we as human beings are. We're always finding ways to dismiss other people, you know? Well, I mean, we also have to say, I think that it goes back to the Reformation, wouldn't you say? Yeah. That um, in the Protestant Reformation at that point, part of what was happening in the Reformation was routing out anything that felt like it was... Perfunctory. Perfunctory and um, had no meaning and just ritual, empty ritual. And so I think we threw out a lot of things that really would we would have been better off to keep. And fixed our prayer and liturgical prayer was one of them. And you're not throwing out spontaneous prayer. You're not, not at all. You're not saying spontaneous prayer is bad. Uh, but what are you saying by introducing four fixed hour mm-hmm. prayers during retreat? Well, first of all, we're saying that to build in four opportunities a day to reorient ourselves to God is a really good thing to do because you know we as human beings we can get caught up in our days and in our human effort and our human striving and you know really forget to acknowledge God and forget to open ourselves to God's power forget to orient ourselves to God so fixed hour prayer gives us a way to routinely and regularly throughout the day come back to our ultimate orienting reality and to open ourselves to God um the liturgical style, I find, does a few things. One is it's very restful. To come into a prayer service where you don't have to work really hard and come up with words and come up with passages of Scripture to read and all that. Um, when, when I finish a teaching in the transforming community, oh, the fact that we're going to prayer from here mm-hmm. means that I don't even have to come up with a really profound way to end the session because yes. we're going to prayers and we're going to find a way to open ourselves to God and it's already prepared for us. So I love that. Um, for those who are participants and who are retreating, the fact that there is a built-in way to take whatever content that we were just working with and then take it into prayer and actually open it up before the Lord and give God access after all this teaching to actually apply what God wants to apply. That's it's, it's, it's again, it's, it's restful because we're not leaving it all up to ourselves to figure out what to do next. So, um, that's what we're doing and why we're doing it the way we do it in the transforming center. It's, it's part of our resting. It's a very concrete way that we open ourselves to the work of God, which is pure grace. I found it to be very restful Mm -hmm. so much so that eventually, uh, years later, when I was done with the transforming community and started our church, mm-hmm. we incorporated fixed, well, not fixed hour prayer because we're not with mm-hmm. each other, uh, but but liturgical call and response because mm-hmm. retur- like, it was so restful. Mm-hmm. I right. found it so beautiful and right. so rooting and anchoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so there's morning prayer, there's the noon meal prayer, there's the afternoon prayer, and there's the evening prayer. And those no, are- evening and night. Sorry. Yeah, okay. evening and night. So that, yeah, because they correspond to these movements of a day. And that's what I yes. want to ask about. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about each movement yeah. and, and how they're different. Yes. Well, morning prayer um, in Latin would be called lauds. And morning prayer is a way for us to actually open ourselves to God and worship God the first thing in the morning. So that's what morning prayer always is. It's always about acknowledging God at the beginning of our day. It's always about beginning the day with worship and trusting this day to God. Um, so I think it's a wonderful way to wake up and to begin moving into one's day. So oftentimes one of the prayers that gets used in morning prayer is, Oh God, open our lips and our Mm -hmm. mouth shall declare your praise. God said, let there be light. And so you're acknowledging the fact that this is the new day with new light. God saw the light was good this very day. The Lord has acted. And of course, every time the sun rises and we wake up, God has already acted. And so we're affirming the fact that God is already active and at work in our lives. Um, midday prayer is a prayer that um, either can 
help bring spiritual life to a day that's become lifeless and boring. Or it could be that we're in the midst of, you know, big projects and we've been working really hard through human striving and human effort. And one of my favorite prayers to begin a midday prayer service is, Oh God, make speed to save us. Oh Lord, make haste to help us. Because then no matter what's going on, you know, I have a way of asking God's help. I have a way of orienting myself back to God and remembering, Hey, it's not all about me. It's not all about my human effort. God can come in and actually help me with whatever it is that I'm holding at the midday. Um, also I love a midday prayer that, um, actually ask for God's guidance because I could have, I could have moved away from actually seeking God's guidance. And so to ask God to guide one of our favorite prayers in the transforming centers, um, ask God to, um, save us from all false choices. And that's a great prayer to pray because, you know, there are many false choices and pitfalls if, if we don't ask God to save us from those things. So Mm -hmm. midday prayer is to stop the momentum of our human striving and our human pressing and pushing and actually to give us a way of turning our hearts back to God and opening our hearts to God's wisdom. Um, then evening prayer is typically the hinge point of the day where the light is changing, right? So oftentimes it's called Vespers because mm-hmm. Vespers has to do with light. And at the evening time, um, the, the daytime sunlit hours are, are diminishing and we're heading into the dark mm-hmm. time of night, the time of rest. And so evening prayer can be a great opportunity to actually trust the work of the day to God and say it's enough. Like God said in the book of Genesis, when he was done with a day, he'd say, um, it's enough. I'm done for the day and I'm going to rest now. And, um, evening prayer can actually give us a way to transition from the work of the day to our family lives, to our lives at home, to the resting that we need to do or the human tasks that we need to do. So evening prayer acknowledges the diminishment of the daylight hours and also gives us a way of transitioning from work into whatever else the evening holds. Um, and then nighttime prayer, compline, which means complete, Um, That prayer is designed specifically to help us to turn towards rest. It acknowledges the fact that God gives us rest, that God protects us while we sleep. Um, Some nighttime compline prayers will actually have a time of examine in them Hmm. um, so that I can look back on my day and ask God to show me where God was present and I missed it or where God was present and I responded well and I responded in a Christ-like way. It can also give us a time for confession. Where were the places where I fell short of being like Christ today? Um, where are the places where I actually was uh, moving in a transformational way and affirm that. But it actually brings some nice closure to the day. So if if things are highlighted that really do need God's forgiveness, then I ask for forgiveness. Yeah. I receive God's forgiveness. And then tomorrow becomes a brand new day where there's no darkness from the day before hanging over it, you know. Those four movements mm-hmm. really are, um, they correspond to what's happening mm-hmm. in our bodies and our minds and our souls. And um, I, I saved all all mm-hmm. my liturgies from mm-hmm. every single, even though many of them were were, yeah. were were repeated. And one of the things that I think is is so fascinating is like I think many times the evangelicals give the mainliners who do liturgical fixed hour prayers um, so much heat because they don't they don't do scripture. But mm-hmm. like scripture is so infused right. in these right many mm-hmm. psalms and many other right. And so it's a way mm-hmm. of infusing. Yeah. Uh, scripture into our day. Yes, exactly. And so like many, you know, at least one prayer service a day will have a canticle in it. Mm -hmm. And a canticle is a prayer from someone in in the scriptures, whether it's the canticle of Zachary or canticle of Moses or canticle of Mary, um, that 
you know, their ways of praying with the great ones of our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, in addition to prayers taken from scripture, there are prayers taken from our common prayer books, which mm-hmm. connects us with our, with the grand tradition, you know, of the Christian faith. So prayers from the Book of Common Prayer, which is Anglican, or prayers from the Methodist hymnal, which is connected with the Wesleyan tradition, mm-hmm. or prayers from the Iona worship book, which connects us with a, a different kind of um, community that gathers on Iona. Um, these prayers keep us connected with the communion of saints, those who um, have walked with God and have walked with Jesus all these years. And I just love that feeling of being connected with something bigger than myself. So Scott McKnight in his book called Praying with the Church points out the fact that when we when we do pray fixed hour prayer um, and when we can incorporate some of the written prayers, we are actually praying with the church and experiencing a unity among us all as Christian people that goes deeper than all the divisions that we live within. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I agree. So as we're moving through fixed hour prayer, and really there are a lot of words and mm-hmm. there's a cadence to it and it can be, I mean, it can to some feel like this is rote. Uh-huh. What can we be paying attention to? Well, again, back to Scott McKnight, he says that the uh, the alternative to praying prayers rotely is to pray the prayers as though you mean them, you know? <laughs> I love that. So... Pray these great expressions of our faith. Pray these great expressions of what happens in the human heart towards God. Don't pray them rotely. Pray them as if you mean them. Um, And then they become real for you. The other thing, you know, as we think about formation and transformation is, I think this is one of the best ways to learn to pray. That the best Mm -hmm. way to learn to pray is to pray right along with some of the great prayers. You know, the ones who really knew how to open themselves to God. and, And even the Lord's prayer. I mean... The disciples asked, Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus didn't give us the Lord's prayer um, with its first, you know, first purpose that we would pray it over and over again. He was just trying to teach them, give them a chance to pray with a great prayer, you know, and saying this here, this is how you do it. And so for us to pray with some of the great prayers in scripture and some of the great prayers in our, in the history of the church is actually a way of being formed in prayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, you have mentioned how fixed hour prayer off- offers us real rest, mm-hmm. but could you say some more about that? Yes. Um, and I'll say it with an example. Um, so I remember the first time that I experienced first hour prayer because like you, I come from a background where written prayers were really suspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really felt that only the people who didn't know how to pray needed mm-hmm. to have their prayers written out yeah. for them. Uh, only people who didn't know how to pray from the heart needed to write them down and then pray them in front of other people. And I'm embarrassed to say that, oh, it's so you know, judgmental, it's, it's, but it's terrible, but it's it true. So, um, you know, I tell the story in this book about the first time those of us who became the Transforming Center started praying together in this way. And we didn't know we were going to become the Transforming Center back then. We were just a group of six little souls who just wanted to experience how God might meet us in some of these spiritual practices. And so someone in our group had had experience with fixed hour prayers and with liturgy and wrote some simple prayers and we prayed them together. And, um, you know, they would always contain an invocation, which is a way of inviting the spirit to be with us, uh, the spirit of Jesus Christ to be with us. There's always a Psalm. There's often a great Thanksgiving. There would be a scripture reading followed by silence. Um, maybe a Psalm prayer that helped us to respond to the prayer. Maybe a collect to collect is, is really collecting ourselves, Mm -hmm. gathering ourselves together to pray something together in the church, the Lord's prayer, a benediction. Um, those are some of the components that you'll find in fixed hour prayer. And so, 
the first time I remember I was so taken with the beauty of the words and I felt myself resting rather than having to work so hard to come up with my words. And I found myself saying things to God that I wanted to say, but wouldn't have been able to put the words together to actually say. And I just couldn't believe I got to say those words and I did mean the words. There was nothing about it that was rote at all. And then I remember in the silence that followed, um, the scripture reading, I can't remember exactly where the silence fell in this service, but I, my piece, I had something to do in this service and my piece came after the silence and I got so lost in the silence that somebody had to actually kick me to wake, and no, it wasn't waking up, but I had, I'd gone mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. far in to being present with God in the silence that someone had to remind me that we still had more things to do. Um, because I'm, I was so used to the scripture reading being followed by three points in a, you know, three points in a prayer, um, that I, I hadn't had the experience of silence being left after the scripture so that God could actually speak to me and God was speaking to me and I was just present, you know? Um, so I did, I rested, I said things to God that my soul wanted to say to God. I experienced a silence that was so deep that I, you know, almost didn't come out. Um, we got to say the Lord's prayer together. So that, that prayer was forming us. And then we were blessed by a benediction and, um, so, so rich that that became a part of sort of the fundamental skeletal structure of what we do in the Transforming Center. Yeah. Do you remember when those of you put the stake in the ground and said, we are doing this? Like, do, do you remember the moment or was it just so obvious that that was just going to Yeah, be- it, was, it was just so obvious because we never didn't. Right. You know, the first time we ever gathered there were those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, there was fixed hour prayer. There was four hours of solitude in the afternoon on the second day. And then there was some teaching that we were, you know, we were all teaching each other. Mm-hmm. We got, we mm-hmm. each got assigned to something to speak on and we did. Um, and that was the way we began and we just never stopped. We just yeah. never didn't do it. Um, yeah. so. Okay. One of the things I love about your book, Ruth, is that in the back there are fixed hour prayers for Amen. people yes. that are on retreat. And so you don't need to find some other resource, although you could if you wanted to. And we're going to close this episode by actually doing one of the fixed hour prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you want to say about that in terms of teeing it up? Yeah. So we're, we've chosen to do a midday prayer. You know, we know that people are going to be listening to the podcast at all hours of the day and night, but we're going to offer up a midday prayer because it has some things contained in it that we've already talked about. It has the Thanksgiving. It has that, oh, God, make speed to save us. Oh, Lord, make haste to help us. Um, there's a psalm reading that you'll recognize. Um, and the reading from scripture is the scripture that actually frames up the book and with a prayer of response. So, um, Steve is going to function as the leader, so he'll start out, and I will respond. Um, And then I'll read the scripture, and after the scripture, we'll do what I just described, and that is there will be a moment of silence, and that's an opportunity for you to let God speak to you through the silence, and then we'll respond with a prayer that fits that psalm reading and scripture reading really well, and we'll get to pray the Lord's Prayer together, um, and then a dismissal benediction sort of thing. So... Um, You'll just be listening right now, or if you have the book already, you can actually open to page 136 and maybe even participate, let Steve lead, and then you can respond with me. Um, But just see, see what it's like for you. Let yourself just experience what it's like to pray at this particular hour of the day and to have it provided for you and, and see how it ministers to you, see how it feels and how it leads you into a more restful way of praying. Oh God, make speed to save us. 
O Lord, make haste to help us. And the lighting of a candle would be a welcoming of the presence of Christ into our midst. Almighty God, we give you thanks for this life and all its blessings. For joys great and simple, for gifts and powers more than we deserve. For love at the heart of your purpose and wisdom in all your works. For light in the world brought once in Christ and always shining through your spirit. Giving thanks to you, we pray, for that light to dawn upon us daily. That we may always have grateful hearts and a will to love and to serve you to the end of our days. Hear Hear our our prayer prayer and our our praises through through Jesus Jesus Christ, Christ, our Lord. Lord. Amen. And this is a reading from Psalm 131. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like a weaned child within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord. From this time on and forevermore. And our reading from scripture today is from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 30. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved, in quietness and in trust shall be your strength. But you refused and said, no, we will flee upon horses, therefore you shall flee. And we will ride upon swift steeds, therefore your pursuer shall be swift. A thousand shall flee at the threat of one, and at the threat of five you shall flee, until you are left like a flagstaff on the top of a mountain, like a signal on a hill. Therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you, therefore he will rise up to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. Truly, O people in Zion, inhabitants of Jerusalem, you shall weep no more. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer you. Though the Lord may give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself any more, but your eyes shall see your teacher. And when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest, we shall be saved in quietness and trust shall be our strength. By the power of your Holy Spirit, quiet our hearts, we pray, so that we may be still and know that you are God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We pray together as Jesus taught us. Our Our Father Father in heaven, heaven, Hallowed be your name. 
your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let us go forth in the peace of Christ. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. We know there are thousands of podcasts to choose from, and we are grateful you spent the last 30 minutes with us. If God has stirred something in you about your own leadership experience, maybe God is inviting you to begin your own journey of leadership transformation. I was a part of Transforming Community Number 6 way back in 2011, and it was such an important part of my spiritual journey. Transforming Community is a practice-based spiritual formation journey with nine quarterly retreats. The Transforming Community is designed to integrate your spirituality and leadership, helping you reclaim practices and experiences spiritual seekers down through the ages have used to open themselves to God's transforming work. Thank you so much for your support of the Transforming Center and this podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review our podcast on iTunes or wherever you subscribe. These reviews and ratings increase the visibility of the podcast. Thanks so much.